Hi, thanks for joining us at Soul Career. I'm Lysandra Rickards, and today I'm joined by my brother, Warren Rickards, who is also the co-founder of the Soul Career. But he has such a fantastic story, and I really wanted him to talk a little bit about his whole career journey, which is extremely exciting. In fact, Warren just joined Cloudflare, a cybersecurity internet company in Silicon Valley. It's a tech unicorn. He joined Cloudflare on July 22nd, and they IPO'd last week, which was an incredible experience. So Warren, the first thing I want to ask you is to tell me about that experience of participating in the Cloudflare IPO. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, hi, everyone. Nice to, nice to be here. So, yeah, that was a uh, euphoric moment. I've never experienced an IPO before. Uh, I joined Facebook before Cloudflare when they were already public. And I guess I was an intern at Facebook uh, before the Cambridge Analytica stuff happened to them. And then I went there after. So I guess I was a part of some huge transition, but nothing like this. And it was, it was something else. It was a whole event. It was... Um, very celebratory and also pretty emotional for the founders. It was it was nice to see them go through that journey. And it was great to be there and just, you know, be at a company before they went public, see the process of going public and, and actually experiencing that. So that was awesome. Yes, you sent me all these pictures from the day of where you were clinking champagne glasses and, you know, <laughs> it was a big celebration at the Cloudflare office. It was still a work day, though. Still a work day. <laughs> <laughs> I have to point that out. <laughs> okay, so what I think is really interesting about your trajectory is going from, you know, having a low GPA in undergrad and then you made it to business school, and then you made it to Silicon Valley, and you were part of this big tech unicorns IPO. So I want to talk a little bit about this whole journey, starting with college. You were, you know, you were partying in college, right? So tell us a little bit about <laughs> that, where you started out. Yeah, yeah. So um, as, as you just mentioned, my path wasn't really a minted path. Well, you know, I didn't come from a minted background, I should say. Um, so I went to University of South Florida in Tampa, Florida. Some of you might know of that school, but it's not really as popular or as minted as, say, a Princeton or a Harvard or even a University of Chicago, right? Um, so I started off there, and when I was there, I was just focused on one thing. And it, was, it was really partying and just being popular and just having a good time and getting by, right? And for me, getting by was just getting enough so that I could graduate. And as a result, I ended up with a GPA that was a 2.79, I believe, something like that, um, or 2.89. It wasn't that low, sorry. <laughs> the 2.89, um, but still not really a great GPA. And as a result, I think mixed with the fact that I graduated in 2010, uh, which was kind of still in the recession, and I graduated with a finance degree, it didn't help my cause that my GPA was that low, and also we weren't really in a great time economically. So I was unable to get a finance job. That was my goal at the time. I wanted to get into investment banking or some sort of financial analyst position. Um, and as a result, at the time, I thought I had to settle with a tech job in Tampa, Florida at a small tech firm. But 
it actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise and brought me to this path. Yeah, so what did this tech company in Tampa do? Yeah, so uh, ConnectWise, it's actually twofold. It's a customer relationship management software company for managed IT services company, the companies, which managed IT services means pretty much an outsourced IT department for small to mid-sized businesses. Right. Um, and the second fold of, of their company is they actually had a managed IT services business as well. Okay. So I worked on two sides of it. I worked first on the CRM side and then I got over into the managed IT side. Right. So your first job there, right out of college, was actually customer support, right? So pretty tell much, us yeah. About that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was called implementation consultant, but it was pretty much a customer support job. My my role was to help customers with any issues um, or technical problems that they were having with the ConnectWise software, and yeah. It wasn't really that rewarding of a position, but I did learn a lot. I think I started to get pretty technical working in that position. And it started to make me realize that I actually do have an interest in fixing, like working on technical problems and actually solving them, right? And coming up with technological solutions. So that's where it all started when I started to have an aha moment of, oh, you know, maybe this is my path maybe this is the thing that i enjoy doing most um and yeah from there i was able to become an account manager so more of a sales job on the connectwise it side the managed services side right so you started out in a customer support role out of college in a small enterprise technology company in tampa florida uh, and you ended up at a tech unicorn in Silicon Valley and you went through an IPO process with a billion dollar company. So what exactly <laughs> happened? What changed in your experience, in your mind when you were in Tampa, Florida, you know, living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck? I remember that. What was the shift that happened that propelled you on this trajectory to where you ended up now? <laughs> yeah it's funny how you put it like that because now now when I look back it's like wow um, what a change right and that's that's something to say about life uh, you, you never, the sky really is the limit and hey there's more to go um, but I think a couple of things happened so when I was at ConnectWise um, some there, there came a moment where I felt that I needed to do more I felt that I was just doing the baseline and I was just getting by kind of similar to my undergrad experience and I wanted to change. Um, and maybe it was a mixture of the feedback I was getting at work and I was getting older and I just realized that, Hey, I wanted more out of life. So as a result, I started buckling down at work and I started really being present and really digesting everything that was going on around me and just trying to become the best person I could be at work. And as a result, I started to move up within the company, just as far as my level uh, as a customer support person, I started to get, garner the attention of many senior leaders. And as a result, they thought that I would be good in sales and brought me over to the managed IT side, whereas I, where, where I started to make a little bit more money um, because I was using my sales skills and also benefiting off of the commission and et cetera, the, the, the compensation. Now, 
the real moment after that um, is where you came in, Lissandra, where it was on my 26th birthday and you gave me a phone call wishing me happy birthday and everything. And then just out of the blue, you're like, okay, I think it's time that you think about going to business school. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Say, what? Say that again, right? Um, and I was thinking initially, okay, an MBA, what, at University of Florida, something like that. And you were like, no, I think you could get into an HBS. I think you could get into one of those top business schools if you just sit down and apply yourself. And I think another reason why you felt that confidence in me is because you also felt that shift in how I was approaching work. And I used to talk to you about some of the accomplishments that I was having and so forth. And you go into HBS, I believe you started to notice that people like me could get there and really do good stuff if I just um, get my ducks together and get my ducks in a row and just really focus on 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 um on that process so yeah so i think that's where it started yeah that is where it started um because i actually did a video on my instagram recently where i said there's an age range within if you fall within that age range you're a good candidate for business school right and it's between 25 and at the very top level 35. So once you're in that age range, you really should start thinking about whether you want to go to business school or not because you can age out of that range. So it was your 26th birthday and I know that business school can really transform your life. It can help you change careers. It can help you level up to another level of salary, another level of business understanding and sophistication. and. I saw now that you were hungry for a change in your life and the best way to get that change in my opinion which is very biased of course is to go to business and so i pushed you <laughs> i like to encourage you to do that and at first i remember that you weren't um confident that you could get in to a top 10 school um, business school is very expensive, so I always recommend if you're going to go for it, you have to try to get into a top 10 school. It doesn't make sense to spend all of that, that money if you're not going to aim for the top. And right. so you just started thinking, okay, can I really do this with a 2.89 GPA? And you're right. I had friends in business school who had a low GMAT or a low GPA, and they got in because their essays and their stories were incredible, and they showed great leadership potential. And you had great leadership potential from back then. So all you needed was a good enough GMAT and a great essay and you could get in. So we went through that process and you got into University of Michigan Ross Business School, which is a top 10 program. And that catapulted right. your life. So what happened from there? Back to business school, what yes. happened next? Yes. So let me tell you about that business school process really quickly because I feel like, you know, we shouldn't miss that part. Um, that was a process and it it was a process that could be done by most right but you just really had to buckle down and focus and give it the, the the respect and the time that it deserved and really that came into preparing for the gmat the gmat is the test that you have to take or G, the gre is it right the gre or the G, yeah the gmat but there's another one that you can take as well to get into oh, business GRE. school yeah. gre right yep yeah. So let's just talk about the GMAT. It's a test where it's really um, just testing your mathematical and your verbal ability. And 
to do well on that test, they typically need a couple months of practice and, you know, a couple months of some serious practice. So that was huge. And then after doing the GMAT and getting a, 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 getting a score that we were comfortable with, it came down to the essays and the application process to the different business schools, which was also pretty um, grueling, right? Well, <laughs> I want to... rewarding. Before we talk about the essays, I remember that you had a baby the, while you were studying for GMAT the first time. And that yes. put the whole application process on pause for you for like a year. And then you right. back up a year later. And I really commend you for that because you could have said, oh, I had this big life change. Let me forget about my dreams. But you didn't. You came back right. around a year later and you applied yourself and you were really successful. And I think that is credit to you and your drive and your willingness to execute on a dream that you had. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was, that was a very tran transformative moment because I remember when I had Brooks, um, I thought to myself many times, okay, this is it, you know, this is my life and I'm just going to go ahead and focus on this. And as a result, I did put off the business school application for a year. But then I remember after that year, it was almost like it was the year mark. It was, it was the day of that year mark where I thought to myself, man, I cannot shake this idea of going to business school because I, I already did enough by that point where I was already just so knees deep into the process that I just needed to complete it. And I just knew that it was something that I had to do because I wanted to do it. And I remember visiting you at, at HBS at Harvard Business School and thinking, man, like, this is incredible. <laughs> I would love to have this for myself, right? Um, so anyways, so long story short, fortunately, I ended up at University of Michigan, uh, Ross School of Business, Stephen and Ross School of Business. And it was life-changing. The thing about being at Ross was I was surrounded by many different high-performing individuals from all kinds of different backgrounds, educationally and professionally, where I thought to myself, wow, this is incredible. I'm in the same classes, going for the same jobs with these people. And as a result, um, just being in that environment itself, uh, along with, of course, the education that comes with being at Ross and being around those professors and also being told that you are great and you will get a good job. It's a combination of all those things. It quickly transformed me into someone that competes at that level. <laughs> so that's why Lissandra and I are really big on the whole business school thing because it really is an experience that changes you. And of course, it's not the necessary path to success. And there are many ways to skin the cat to say, um, but <laughs> if you have, you know, that ability as far as you have that interest and you're in that age group and I mean that age range and that's the type of um, uh, path that you want to take to get that career that you want, we definitely highly recommend it because it is transformative. Okay. All right. So you are at business school now and you're trying to decide what you want to do for your internship and you know that business school internship is a major major key to what you're going to do in your career afterwards right whatever you choose for your internship is basically what you end up doing it's the easiest way to to catapult yourself into the next level of your career 
And right. I remember at one point you were thinking about finance and hedge funds and we had this big debate <laughs> because I was like, Warren, <laughs> you are already in tech. Tech is a hot thing right now. You need to find yourself in Silicon Valley. That is the future. Forget New York, forget finance, go to Silicon Valley and be in tech, right? So what were you thinking yeah. at this point? <laughs> You know, so that was funny because um, for me, fortunately, I had Lissandra, who was someone that already went through the, the business school process, already went through the FOMO of, okay, should I do consulting? Should I do banking? You know, the typical business school um, way of, of finding a job, right? So I had those natural in inclinations while I was at business school of, okay, Maybe I should do consulting. Maybe I should do banking because all the smartest, like some of the most, um, some of the most Im impressive people at my school, those were the jobs they were going for. And I thought, okay, if I have this chance, let me go for those jobs too. But fortunately, Lissandra knew what that path looked like and how it can end up. And especially if you don't have that interest. And I've always shown that interest in being in tech. And it was just a way to remind me, hey, don't waste your time. Don't go through that process. Focus on tech. And I wasn't that stubborn where I didn't listen. <laughs> Fortunately, I actually Just a little, listen. not too much. <laughs> <laughs> I did listen and um, I was able to focus on tech and it really worked out because as a result, I didn't waste a lot of time like Unfortunately, many people at school did because a lot of people, they really weren't interested in, interested in consulting or banking, but they still went for it anyway. And now they're in tech, which is funny. <laughs> All right. So I focused on tech and I doubled down and thought tech, 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 tech. And I also thought sales in tech. I was thinking about the role that I wanted because all those sales in business school and maybe even outside of business school can be a bit taboo. Because when people think sales, they think of a used car salesperson or someone trying to, you know, con you out of uh, so that they can get a better deal. You know, someone sleazy. Those words tend to be synonymous with sales. But I want to say right now that we're all salespeople. Yes. We're always we selling. <laughs> you're selling your ideas. You're selling your opinion. You're selling yourselves to new people that you meet. So you can be like, hey, I'm a great person. Listen, look at me, you know, <laughs> you're always selling, right? Um, so to have that type of role, it kind of makes you even better at that very important life skill. And also there are different types of sales and the more senior and the more, um, the more you move up in your ranking as far as professionally the more the sales that you do becomes more consultative. It becomes more of a partnership mm -hmm. and it actually can be very rewarding because financially you get paid pretty well. And also personally, you start to develop as a person that can communicate very effectively. So anyway, so for those reasons, um, that that's why I wanted to do sales on top of the fact that I just really enjoyed doing it. Um, and yeah, I ended up with a, an, with an internship at Facebook. Yeah. And that process was really interesting because 
we actually worked together on your interview skills, right? We did this for business school and we did this for Facebook and the other places that you were applying to for your internship. And this is something that we, we honed this skill. We developed a system around it that was very successful for you. And we put it into our course, Soul Career, as well, right? So let's just give a little taste of why, what specific what specifically did you do well that landed you that job at Facebook? What did you what do well in the interview? Yeah. Yes. So I think what helped me tremendously was preparation. Preparation, preparation, preparation. I really became like a nomad. I had no friends for a couple <laughs> weeks of me preparing in my room at Ross. I was just locked up in my room and was looking at as many articles as I could look at. Uh, I scoured the Facebook uh, website uh, regarding to the role I was going for. And that was a marketing role. It was in the marketing team. Um, and I was just going through that, that website page by page, understanding everything. And I'll say this, I was excited, hence why I was going that deep. But I would recommend that you only have to go as deep as your role requires and even maybe a little bit above so that you can add a little extra unique kind of um, factor to your interview process, but nothing too crazy, right? But anyway, so I was preparing, 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 you know, just trying to understand the role and understand the company and what I'm doing as much as I could. And then I went through the process of um, understanding how to best communicate in an interview. And that's using yes. the CAR method, right? Context, action, result. Yes. Um, that was something that helped tremendously because many times when you want to go in with, you know, your answer to an interview question. You want to give a little context first so that the interviewer can understand where you're coming from. Give um, your action as far as what did you do in that situation and then give them a result of your actions. This framework, it helps the interviewer to understand where you're coming from. It helps them to fully grasp and be on the same page of your interview answers, which in turn it is positive because one, you're being able to communicate effectively. Um, and two, you're actually helping the interviewer be more on your side because you're making their job easier. Yeah. Um, interviewers are humans as well. <laughs> they'll get irritated if they always have to try and find out what are you trying to tell them? You know, that will irritate them. And as a result, it will give them the, um, it will give them the impression that if you got the job, it would be tough for you to communicate with stakeholders customers etc and as a result you might not be that that good of a fit for the job so that's um, important too. and i would just add that one mm -hmm. thing you did really well in that interview was add value to the organization so it wasn't just what you've already done in the past but you gave them your vision of how you could really add value in the role and not just that how Facebook could transition more into media. You had all these ideas coming out of all the research that you did and they were blown away by that, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. I want to jump in there on that because that's the X factor, right? And that's, as you said, that's what comes from the preparation as far as reading as many articles as you can and really just being genuinely interested in the company and the role. You see, yeah. if, you can, if you can formulate your mind to be very interested in the company and role and you actually want to work there, then you'll actually surprise yourself as far as the type of things that you, you bring up in the interview. And don't be afraid to bring things up. Don't get controversial, of course, and don't, 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 
don't just constantly bring up just random things that are <laughs> irrelevant. But, you know, you need to have moments of bringing up ideas and, and how you could add value to the company so that they could think, okay, yes, this person wants to be here. And yes, this person would be a value add. And as Lissandra just said, that was something I did where fortunately for me, I actually brought up the idea of having a Facebook watch, you know, where you had original, original content on Facebook and stuff when they were working on it, before they they released um, the the fact that that was something they were working on and stuff. And I think that blew them away because they're like, wow, one, how the heck did he know that we're working on this? (laughs) I didn't say that they're working on it, but I did, you know, they, they were probably thinking, man, yeah, this guy definitely is the type of person that we want because he's in line with how we think from an innovation perspective. Yeah. Okay. So you blew them away and you got the job and you ended up getting the full-time offer to come back to Facebook after graduation. And you ended up being this guy who moved from Jamaica to Florida, felt a little stuck and stagnant in Florida. And you ended up at Facebook in Silicon Valley, a company that was massive, multi-billion dollar company that was listed on a stock exchange. And you got the full-time offer and you started, you moved from Michigan to Silicon Valley, and you started working at Facebook. But while you were there, you felt another epiphany, another transformation was coming in you while you were there. So let's just touch on that, and then I wanna go to how you ended up where you are today. Yeah, yeah, so um, while I came back to Facebook full time, um, it was interesting because it was a time after the Cambridge Analytica, you know, my internship was right before the Cambridge Analytica things happened. Um, and I don't know if you guys are aware, but it was just controversy, really, that yeah. happened at Facebook. And I went back full-time after the controversy. That um, whole year, your second year in business school, we were watching all the news about Cambridge Analytica <laughs> on Facebook, and we were like, oh my gosh, are you still going to have your offer? You know? I know, I know. Every time I was in class and Facebook came up, people looking at me like, Ugh. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But, but you anyway. ended up having your offer and you ended up going after the whole scandal broke. Right, right, right. I ended up going back. And I would be lying if I said that the feeling wasn't different. It, 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 unfortunately for them, um, it felt like they could do no right. It, it, they were constantly under scrutiny. And... You know, I guess it comes with the territory when you when you become such a successful um, conglomerate that they became. But <clears throat> I think ultimately for me, um, and most importantly, when I was at Facebook full time, I realized that digital advertising wasn't really my forte, right? Um, I wanted to get back to working on products and services and actually pitching how a product itself could benefit a business or a user um, as opposed to having someone uh, ideate on how can they put up the most compelling digital advertising to get them more business. Digital advertising is important, but I just thought it was something that didn't energize me. And that's, that's the thing that we point out in the Soul Career course as well, which is so important is you need to connect with what energizes you. Yeah. It's not that what you're doing is wrong and it doesn't energize someone else. Mm-hmm. What's most important is does it energize you, right? And I found that digital advertising didn't do that for me. 
So because of how busy I was at Facebook, um, I, was, I, I felt like I never really had time to do anything else. I knew that as a result, I wouldn't be able to successfully do the recruiting process and find a company that really spoke to me if I did that while still working at Facebook. And I, and I think it would be disrespectful to Facebook and the interview process for myself for me to actually just be mediocre on both fronts um, when doing this job search. So I decided I took the leap to quit Facebook before having something else lined up <laughs> so that I can focus on recruiting full-time and getting that job that really spoke to me. Right. And so you were um, out of a job for three or four months, right? While yes. you did this process. Um, so right. can you talk a little bit about the challenges in that? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you took a leap and you quit without having something, but then, you know, it's still hard. It's not easy to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so oof, it was it was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it really came down to how the process that I was using in the beginning, and also the fact that I'm I was at a stage. I'm still in a stage in my career where I'm pretty young. I don't really have that much career experience, but at the same time. I am demanding a certain compensation um, and a certain role. And as a result, the interview process tends to be a, a, a bit longer. So because they really have to vet you out to see if you are the type of person that they want to bring on board. And, and what that means is interview processes usually take around four to six weeks on average to complete, which is a long time. So a mixture of that and the fact that when I initially started the, the recruiting process, I wasn't really following a process. I wasn't following the sole career method that we came up with. I was more just thinking, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to apply. You know, I went to Facebook. I have an MBA. Um, and I'm just going to go into the interview and just have a conversation. It's fine. It'll be fine. But it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't fine. And as a result, I um, heard a lot of no's. I, I met with many different companies and was hearing no's left, right, center, whether it was early in the process or late in the process. And I thought to myself, something had to change. I wasn't doing something correctly. And that's when, you know, of course, constant, um, constant conversations with Lysandra, you know, a lot of back and forth about what I could be doing right or wrong. And it came down to let's actually follow the method to a T, what we came up with. <laughs> <laughs> the method works, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, even our clients who are in the program think they can skip this part and jump to this part, etc. But you get the best results when you follow the method as prescribed. And you yourself right. found that out. Yes, yes. Followed the method. <laughs> did the mindfulness. Did meditation. Thought to myself, universe, speak to me. What am I doing wrong? What can I be doing? Um, I went through doing the top 25 companies, doing my list of top 25, you know, who to reach out to, reached out to people on LinkedIn, um, tried to connect. Moving forward, there was the, the only applications I made were applications through referrals. And a lot of times these referrals, I met them recently. I met them by just cold emailing them on LinkedIn. I went back to my MBA interview style, um, context, action, result, 
also how I presented myself through my resumes, through my applications. I even started doing cover letters, although I fully told myself I was done with cover letters. I started <laughs> doing that again. And as a res after doing all of those things, not only was I experiencing positive results because of the tangible things that I was doing, I also received positive results because I thought that I was putting out really positive energy into the universe. Yeah. And this is where it can get a little fluffy, but I am a true believer in this part. The energy I was putting out in the universe, I could feel it. Something just felt different. Even just walking down the street, I just felt like I was giving off very positive vibes. Yeah. People were just always smiling with me and stuff because they, you can tell, you can tell innately when good things are going on inside of someone. And because of that, I started getting very good, positive emails and feedback from companies that I applied to. And I started denying companies. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody and wanted to interview you. Everybody wanted to give you an offer once you changed. There were two things you changed, your energy and you changed from applying just to places where you had a contact inside into applying right. to places that had products and services that really excited you and that you'd be yes. really excited to work on, which is the number one thing on a soul career, right? That's the number one element of finding your soul career is making sure you love the actual doing of the work you're doing. So you change yes. those two things and everything changed for you. Yeah. That part is a part that I really want to touch on uh, quickly here is, when you actually find companies that you care about, you care about their product, you care about their team or the perception of their team, that's when you really see a difference happening in the interview process because they can feel it. People want to hire people that are excited about the companies they work at. Um, they, 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 they want that energy at their company, on their team. And that's the energy I started putting out because before it was more about, oh, I have this background. Oh, let me answer these questions in a very minted fashion. But something was missing and it was that passion. It was that I wanted to be there. I didn't show that enough that I wanted to be at these companies. But once I started showing that, oh man, companies were coming out left, right, and center. Like I'll name some of them, you know, a firm, some startups in the area, Salesforce, um, and there was one other one. Oh, a company in uh, Brickell in Miami, Florida. And of course, Cloudflare. And I started moving along in the process in Cloudflare. And I, start, I kept that energy up. And I actually really was interested in working at the company. The more I met with them, the more interested I became. And the rest was history. Yeah, and you ended up joining <laughs> July 22nd of this year. And just last week, you participated in this IPO. So you got some good shares in there right under the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible story, Warren. I think we need to share your story more. You are an incredible success story for Soul Career. We created this company and this course together, and I want more people to know about your own journey because it's so interesting. So guys, thank you for joining us, and if you're interested in finding out more about the Soul Career course, just sign up to our mailing list on, at soulcareer.com. Thanks again, mm -hmm. and we'll see you next time.